Hey everybody, thanks for joining Spring Pack, the podcast. We have a great show lined up, lots to talk about, so let's get after it. Hey everyone, thanks for joining this episode of Spring Path, the podcast. I have a special guest here today from Manhattan College, Lauren Checo. How are you, Lauren? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited about this episode because I, I really, you know, it's, it kind of pulls it all together because now, you know, you and I got to know each other a little bit offline and we've been talking about your background. Really, you started off in theater and then kind of did this in tandem and got into, uh, you know, admissions. But that tied in with the city that never sleeps makes this a great story. So why don't we start there? How did you how did you get to where you are today? Yeah. So um, in my um, undergraduate days, uh, like most first year students do, I attended an activities fair. Um, in that activities fair, I saw a gentleman that was standing at the um, admissions table. I looked at him. He looked at me. I said, hi. And I waved and he said, hi. Um, and then kind of like when I was walking by, he's like, we're actually looking for greeters. And you just like completely <laughs> nailed it. You just uh, nailed it. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, do you want to come work as a greeter in admissions? So I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, if this is the extent of all the hard work I have to do, then I think I got it. Um, yeah, you were so a natural. I was a, I was a natural. Um, and then he was also ex extremely excited to hear that I was from New York City, too, because he said that we're not natural greeters. Um, so uh, just kind of working in the admissions office uh, in my undergrad, I started off as a greeter, um, got promoted to a tour guide, um, and then eventually um, an, uh, an admissions uh, intern for our multicultural um, division. So uh, that's kind of how I got started with admissions. And then in my senior year, in my undergrad, I was like, I think this is it. This is what I want to do um, for uh, my career. So, that's so far cool. it's worked out really well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, while you were going to class, you had on the job training the whole, <laughs> since, the since whole first time. Year. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, and anytime, obviously, especially now, anytime I say hello, I've kind of always brought back to that like initial moment of <laughs> like, oh, this is how I got started here. Um, but yeah, ever since then, I, I worked in admissions before um, Manhattan as well, um, kind of marrying my two loves, as you mentioned, like theater and admissions. I worked for an acting conservatory. Um, and then kind of when the job opened up here at Manhattan, I was like, this is it. This is the perfect move for me. So so that's like a that's a great segue. So let's actually talk about the city that never sleeps, Manhattan College. You have a campus right there. But there is so much that the city offers. It's it's kind of electrifying. So tell me tell me some of the unique qualities of, of your campus and the city being right there. Yeah. So I think probably one of the best things that Manhattan offers is this really great middle ground between um, we're in a really quiet neighborhood in the Bronx. I know that kind of sounds like an oxymoron, but I swear it's true. <laughs> Uh, we're in the Riverdale neighborhood in the Bronx, but we're on the first stop on the one train or the last stop, depending on which direction you're kind of heading into. So I always tell students, you'll never get lost. Just stay on it long <laughs> enough and you'll come right back home. Um, and the one train is great because it kind of runs through the Bronx all throughout the west side of Manhattan. You can take it to go to the ferry. Um, it stops on 34th Street, 42nd Street, kind of all the places that um, people think about when they think about New York City. Um, so it's just a quick, easy stop for our students so they can kind of take in as much of the city as they want to, um, but still have a very residential campus. We have all of the 
um, traditional college um, setup. We have a quad, we have academic buildings, and we're also very centralized. Um, so we don't have satellite campuses. Um, you can walk from one end of campus to the other very easily. You don't need a shuttle bus. Um, so it really is easy for our students to feel like home or that they belong here um, very quickly. No, I mean, in the way that you describe it as well, I mean, having the campus like that where it's not spread out, you know, I think of someone coming, you know, from outside the city and then just landing there their first day, it could be overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you have kind of this homey, uh, you know, New England-esque campus, and then you can start to experience the city. But, you know, in, in some of our talks, you were saying, you know, we, we don't have two types of students, though. They're either... <laughs> They're either yeah. all gung ho for the city or they kind of stay on campus. <laughs> yeah, they'll tend to they'll hang around here. They'll you know, they won't go very far. We have we're right next to Van Cortland Park, too. So maybe they'll hang out at the park, um, but they tend to be like homebodies, I guess, a little <laughs> bit. Um, but then we have students that, you know, two o'clock, their class ends, 205, they're on the train. And, you know, we won't they're see them there. until Sunday night. Um, yes. <laughs> so it, it kind of depends on what the student wants. And that's what is exciting about Manhattan is that there isn't a cookie cutter version of what your journey is going to look like. Um, you can pick and choose kind of what weekend you want to have. Sure. What <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. I think um, it's kind of a, it kind of leads into my, my next question is now I'm, I'm, let's put our, you know, looking at it from the perspective of I'm a first year student. Um, I'm, I, this is my first time going to this school. What are some of the things that you offer to help I think you used the word cushion, but transition as uh, students are getting uh, prepared. Yeah. So firstly, like before you even arrive on campus, um, if you're accepted into Manhattan, you can apply to our ARCHES program. Um, it's a living and learning community. Um, there's no additional cost to being a part of ARCHES. Um, you get to live on our sweet style um, buildings together, um, and you also get to take a class together. Um, so the reason why I called it a cushion is I think that sometimes the transition to college um, can be a little bit rough, and having already kind of a um, a community of people that you moved in together with. They move in a couple of days earlier um, than traditional orientation. Um, you also get to go on excursions together around New York City. Um, so kind of having kind of like that built in structure um, can help some students kind of alleviate any stress that um, like traditional orientation can cause. Um, so that's why I sure. always say like it's a little bit of a cushion to like the um, kind of fun journey that is um, orienting yourself to a new school. Yeah, but I mean, it creates common ground as well. Like, like you said, you get to live together for a, little, a short time. You get to go to class together for a short time. But now you're exchanging phone numbers. You know, they don't necessarily, they're not necessarily, they're not necessarily your best friends for, for life. But this is where you start. This is where you start networking. And, and now you have someone to go to breakfast with. <laughs> yeah, it needs yeah. a friendship. That's what I always say. Yes. I like, by the yeah. time uh, orientation begins, you will have those seeds of friendship kind of already going. Um, and since we're in the Bronx in New York City, you may also have already known like your favorite pizza place. Um, <laughs> You might have time to kind of like, you know, go through all yeah. six of them that are nearby here um, <laughs> and figure out which one is your favorite. So yeah. time orientation rolls around, you're like practically a New Yorker. <laughs> so so let's talk about that. Let's So you, you get through orientation, you do arches, you're on campus now. What are you seeing that are, <clears throat> what are successful first year students doing that maybe some students are? What, what, what do you typically suggest? I know you have a few programs and things that the school offers, but uh, essentially to get themselves out there and start being a part of it. 
Yeah. So definitely the first thing that we would suggest, uh, like kind of calling back my own story, but the um, activities fair, we have a huge one um, that happens on campus. So getting involved with, um, you know, different organizations that are on campus is definitely kind of like the quickest and easiest way. Um, That's where admissions recruits people. Right. I mean, for me, that's how it works out. Um, But even I remember like we had tour guides come in um, in a couple of weeks ago when they did the fair, Um, like two days later, they were talking about like, oh, my gosh, I signed up for like five different fairs, like five different things. Two of them were things that I'm interested in. But then three, I was like, you know, I kind of have an interest in it. Let me try out this club, meet new people. Um, So that's when we see that on campus. That's always really fun um, to kind of see where students' interests take them. Um, Sure. So that's definitely like the number one uh, sign of a successful student if we see them coming into to that realm. Um, but I think really the true test is within the first couple of weeks, maybe even the first month, um, if we see them kind of like go beyond just um, the activities that we set up for them. Um, but if we see them, we have a service suite um, for students who are interested in doing community service. So if we see them kind of popping up in there and saying that they're interested in participating, um, if we see them um, pop up even in our career development office, kind of interested in looking at different internships or uh, work opportunities that they can kind of take advantage of even as a first year student. Um, really, when we see that, we're thinking, okay, this person is like hit the ground running, they're going to, this is going to be a smooth transition for them. Yeah. And, and all those doors are open. I mean, that's, that's, what's great about it is just mm-hmm. to, to have that opportunity. And then, like you said, when you see them go to the career services, there are first year internships. There are things that can really get you started right out of the gate. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's definitely, even if something doesn't quite match up, even starting that conversation earlier rather than later is <clears> only going to help a student. I mean, the office of Career Pathways is always ready to talk to students, regardless of where they are um, in their kind of like Manhattan stages, um, just so that they can kind of get a pulse on, even if the student sometimes shows up and says, I have no idea what I want to do with my life. Um, You know, that's something that they're ready to kind of help you out with and say, okay, let's start looking at your resume. What jobs do you have already? Um, Or what kind of experience are you looking for? So um, that kind of works in tandem with the career development office, but also um, our academic office as well. Yeah. So, so let's talk more about that because you have a, you, you have kind of a unique approach given the size of the school and the student body, but you have, talk about, talk to us about the, the five schools, but then the advisors and the career advisors, because there's a lot, there's a lot of staff that's available. Right. Yeah. So each school does have their own um, advisor for the student. They're going to reach out to the student during the time of orientation to introduce themselves, um, make sure that the student kind of has a point person. Uh, We always kind of call it kind of like transitioning from admissions over to the academic side. Um, So maybe somebody who's been working with me throughout the academic process may now work with somebody in um, our school of engineering or our school of science. Um, So they kind of have somebody that they can go to. Um, to kind of say, hey, I have questions about my class um, or the schedule, um, or this is what I'm kind of interested in um, doing um, with my internship or with my career. Um, Do you have any suggestions? They're definitely there to kind of help the student. Um, And luckily, they introduce themselves super early. So the students should know who they are. They should kind of have a rapport with them already. Yeah, and, And the way we talked about this offline is that, you know, 
uh, more often than not, you as the admissions advisor, you're bringing the students in. If they didn't check in with their advisor or if they haven't had that conversation, you get phone calls. <laughs> we do. Yeah. <laughs> they will reach out to us if, if the person hasn't um, reached out to the advisor or has done anything, um, even as small as, you know, check in about AP scores. And if they've transferred over, um, they will reach back out to us and say, hey, have you heard from this student? Um, they haven't checked in on their class yet. Yeah. Um, so even the first <clears throat> week of ad drop, um, we're still kind of working with uh, the academic department, um, registrar to just make sure that the student is interested still, still in class. Um, and if there is kind of any sort of issue, if we can troubleshoot it with the students sure. to make sure they kind of like, um, even if they've had a bumpy start, just to kind of smooth that transition over. Yeah, it's kind of a checks and balances in the beginning, but ultimately they get on their feet and, and find success. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's talk more about the the programs. So I know you have five schools. Maybe you can give your two cents on on each of those schools, but also like what you're well known for. Sure. Absolutely. So I would say probably what Manhattan is most well known for is our most uh, populated school, which is our School of Engineering. Um, within that school, definitely uh, mechanical and civil engineering are the most popular, but we also have uh, chemical engineering. We also have a computer engineering um, as well. So there's definitely a couple of different options, electrical engineering as well. And we even have like an environmental concentration. Um, so there's a couple of different options within that school um, that students can participate in. Um, right after that, we have like our O'Malley School of Business, um, definitely have a really strong connection with our alumni to help students with internships. Um, overall, like 83% of our student body to, has career-related experience before they graduate, but um, business students have like the high 90s in completing at least one internship before the time that they graduate, which is really important for a lot of these like business-minded um, students. Um, sure. With our School of Liberal Arts, um, it's our largest school in terms of programming. Um, we have anything from the languages, psychology, sociology, um, communications. So I think the fun part of Manhattan is we're um, like a large school in terms of land, but we're a small school, um, like in terms of, I always say like kind of like heart, like we are um, really small, intimate classes. We have like about 13 to one student faculty ratio, but okay. at the same time, we have the programming of a large school. So we have over a hundred different programs. So what I'm mentioning is just kind of scratching the surface. We also have our School of Education and Health for students who are interested in becoming a teacher or administrator for a school or a hospital. Um, we have our School of Science um, where students are interested in kind of entering into the health field. Um, we mm -hmm. have a pre-health professional track. Usually they'll major in biology, biochemistry computer science for students who are interested in more like the coding system. Um, so really it's more of what can't we do for you at Manhattan? Um, <laughs> because we have so many different opportunities here. So Lauren, you've had some recent developments on campus specifically for the engineering department. Can you talk about, talk about that? Sure, absolutely. So um, we recently opened our Higgins Engineering and Science Center um, on the southern side of campus. Uh, so we have 14 new labs that our students can use. Um, we have everything from brand new mechanical engineering labs to chemistry labs, biology labs. Um, and it's actually right next door um, to our uh, older engineering building. We're still utilizing those labs as well. And we actually have um, renovated a couple of them. So we're at the same kind of like level as uh, what 
what we're offering in Higgins, um, but it's just an opportunity for our students to kind of get even more um, experience. And as I mentioned before, with the small class sizes, having these new labs just kind of go hand in hand with giving our students the experience that they deserve on campus. Yeah, and that's, it's exciting because you have those new types of developments, but then, you know, it kind of dovetails into what you mentioned earlier, the, how strong the alum uh, program mm -hmm. is. And you, I think you have, uh, is it called the mentoring program? What's the... Yes, we do have a mentor program um, that's through our Office of Career Pathways. Um, so they will match students who are accepted into the program with a, uh, a Jasper alum. A Jasper is our mascot. It's one of the more unique mascots I'm sure you probably <laughs> have ever heard. Um, but uh, our Jasper alum will be matched with a current student and that um, alum will assist them with um, in anything from like mock interviews, looking over their resume, um, inviting them to networking events. Um, we recently had a tour guide who um, was from 2015. So it's not just older alums, it's kind of more recent alums as well that participate within this program. Um, and she was trying to go for um, an internship and the alum was able to kind of go through her resume, made changes to it or suggested changes. Sure. Um, and then she actually got the internship down in Florida, um, which she wow, did over the summer. Yeah. So we definitely see a lot of our alums giving back as you know much as they can, or even if they can just kind of do like, send me all of your resumes and I'll take a look at them. They kind of give back as, as much or as little as they can do. Yeah. And, and to your point, I mean, this is the, this is the alum, this is the mentor network um, program mm -hmm. because you still have career services. So they're going to help you with blocking and tackling, getting those things set up. But then right. to have that extra touch of someone who's been in the field and then can come back and say, hey, come here, here's what we want to do. <laughs> really right. sets you up. Exactly. Your <laughs> yeah, that's the part that's kind of like uh, a kind of we can't put a price on it. It's priceless right. um, to yes. have our um, alumni not only say like support what we're doing here, but at the same time being like, hey, I also took the same classes you took. I have the same took the same professors. So, um, you know, make sure you get this from this professor, get this from this class. Um, if you're interested in kind of doing an internship over here, like think about that. Um, so you kind of have two sides that are working together for the same goal. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I guess what I would say is based on what you shared with us today, I mean, you have the best of both worlds with the, uh, you know, New England-esque style campus that's right there transitioning. You can be a homebody, stay at home on the campus. You can tap into the electrifying uh, network of the city with shows. You have museums, you, anything you can think of, sightseeing. It's it's really fun. Um, oh, yeah. And then you get into the whole strength of the alum. Like you really have that transition to get into the workforce. And I think it's uh, I think it's all successful and great. Yeah. No, I mean, Manhattan is definitely a, a one in a million place. I mean, I think almost anywhere in, in New York City can say that. But um, I think it's really true just based off of what we can offer the students and how we kind of differ from um, other schools in the area as well. Yes, I, I agree. So, Lauren, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you or they wanted to look up more information, where would they start? Would they check out the website? I would definitely suggest uh, checking out the website first. Um, if they want to reach out to an admissions counselor, more than happy to speak to any student um, myself as well. Okay, cool. What's the uh, website address? And we'll put it up in the... In sure. The uh, it's manhattan.edu. Oh, that was easy. All right. We can remember that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And if they wanted to get in touch with you, uh, we're going to drop your email in the description as well. Yeah, absolutely. Works. I'm more than happy to talk with any parents, students who have questions about Manhattan um, or what we can offer them.
Okay, cool. So we'll have them reach out. And as always, for all our viewers, uh, you can always go to springpath.net and see if Manhattan College is a match for you. Lauren, thank you so much for being on the show. We appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. You too.